Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast, hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spada. Man, this is the first time creating an intro on video, so we're going to make a good run at this. Um, before we get into the episode, I want to make a few quick announcements. If you guys don't know, I do run a coaching business, and if you guys are interested in becoming an ace in the deck of cards known as life, you get weekly accountability, customized training and nutrition, 24-7 access to me. You get looked at for training videos, which is something a lot of coaches do not offer, but I will help you make sure you get the most out of your workouts every single time, most out of your results. Um, and so if you want to work together and make the mindset and the body become an ace in the deck of cards in his life, click the link down in the show notes. Um, there's a coaching application down there. And secondly, you guys all know I work with Morphogen Nutrition. I have been on the show. Um, couldn't be more thrilled to team up with them. And for that, for all the listeners, we offer a 10% discount off all their supplements. Um, if you use code SPADA, you will get that 10% off. Free shipping, third-party tested supplements, nothing better in the industry. I can guarantee that. So, guys, welcome to the episode, and I'll see you inside. Uh, not just one day. So this is, I took like three months off of dieting and training. Um and it was like super good for me. Um, it's a matter of getting it all back, which is going to fuck with my head a little bit too. But yeah, you know. yeah, I definitely feel like like there is a burnout point. Like there's always there's always a burnout point with every single thing that you do, and it's and it's kind of getting to that point right before you burn out, and consistently being at that at that level. Like that's Absolutely. when you're going to see the most growth because once you go a bit overboard then it then you're like completely fucked because i did it yeah this year um what was it so when i was working at the bar the only time to work out was at like 6 30 in the morning yeah. <laughs> like on nights i wasn't work like on nights like before i worked like i would have off and then the next night i would have work um mm -hmm. so i wake up really early go to the gym and then my class be at like 9 a.m. So I'd go to the gym at like 6.30, get done at the gym, come home, eat my meal and then go to class. And it was like, eventually it started to catch up and slowly, slowly was catching up. Like the, the less sleep and everything was starting to take its toll. And now I like completely burned out from work. Uh, I remember having winter break, whatever it was, it was December. And it, those three weeks off were such a re, recharge, which was so great because all I had to do was focus on lifting and there was no anything else that I had to worry about. So Absolutely. it was like, so you get those moments, you always get those pockets of time when there's always like where you'll burn out and then you'll have that time to kind of just take, take the step back. And then you'll have pockets of time where you could just absolutely push and it's all just managing all the time in between then to absolutely to make everything right. Absolutely. Dude. I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, um, that's definitely an area that, you know, are we recording now? Mm -hmm. You fucker, you sneak it on me every single time. 
<laughs> dude, I'm doing this, dude. We're trying. I'm trying to get this on. Uh, if people are listening, um, this episode is going to be on YouTube now. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, so Ben. So before we get back to where we were, Ben actually asked me the other day. He's like, "You ever thought about doing YouTube?" And the problem with it, like I would fully do it right now if I could, but the problem mm. is I didn't, I don't always use zoom to record. Uh. So before I was using Squadcast, which doesn't record a video. So uh. I wouldn't have content. Like I could, like I could do my artwork and then have it on YouTube, but yeah. what's the point of doing that when you could just listen to it on Apple or Spotify when it's, you're not seeing faces. So yeah, I want to, I want to have the guest on to see their faces and stuff like that. So it's kind of just, I'm eventually converting whatever, whatever ones I have on zoom over to YouTube. And then from now on, I'm probably just going to use zoom now to record all my episodes just because it's free. It's easier. Um, Absolutely. I I mean, the video quality is fine. Um, I, I assume the sound quality is pretty good too. Yeah. The sound quality is pretty good as long as internet connection holds up. So like every now and then if they break up, you might lose, you might lose like some parts of the audio, but that's really it. Uh, so. dude, I have like 50 fail safes on my computer so that I never lose a connection and I never lose like data anymore. Cause I had that. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Dude. So like, <laughs> like the past, like three months, um, my life has been like in the legitimate shambles. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> no, like hardcore. Um, and to kick all of this off, like the the beginning of all of the shambles was my computer crashed and I lost everything. Oh, no. <laughs> so like I'm talking like two years of Morphogen work, um, tons of photo shoot pictures, videos. Um, luckily, I was able to restore a decent amount of that from like the iCloud backup and like from my heart, my external hard drive. But like there was stuff that like was not coming back. Yeah. Um, and that like i literally like i texted ben and i was like dude i was like i need to come over <laughs> he's like why i was like i was like i'm gonna have a breakdown um but yeah so now um since i got the new computer and everything i'm like super like backed up and like prepared for everything um and like my organization in general has just been better um as ever since that happened where i'm like better at like retaining stuff and saving stuff and uh Oh. doing things correctly dude because i'm i hate to say it but like as much as i want to say that i'm like the perfectly business-minded individual and i know how to run a business like super well i think i do an okay job um but at the end of the day i'm still an artistic type um which means i'm a scatterbrain to some degree yeah. um so like you know i have to have like you can see right here like literally i have to write stuff down like the minute I get a text message about it, Rob, I will forget about it. Like it's nuts. <laughs> this this um, is the saver for every. If no one knows what these little things are, uh, you probably have a lot bigger ones because you have a lot of photos and stuff like that. If people don't know what these are, definitely get them. I know you can trust the iCloud, but you know there's get nothing better. Get get an external hard drive. I have like a two. Yeah. I have I have one that's like two terabytes. I'm I've been I have like all my I, every single episode is saved on this thing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose my, like if I, like, I don't want to lose my stuff. And like with me transitioning out of Squadcast, I don't know whether like my stuff gets lost or stuff. So I want to always have it like available just in case I ever want to like repost it. Cause I do have some where I use zoom in the past that I can Mm -hmm. 
go back and repost on YouTube and stuff. So, but this computer is like four years old at this point. I got it right before I went to college and nice. it probably will last me another two or three years. I'm going to say is a MacBook. Yeah. This thing. Oh, yeah, a MacBook's good for like between like, I want to say six and 10 years and then they become a little bit outdated. Yeah. Um, but luckily, luckily I got the good one. I got the one that had, I got like the old version. So it has like the nice keyboard and everything and the trackpad. Like nice. I hate their butterfly keyboards now. What's uh, the butterfly keyboard? It's like ones where you can't like, it doesn't really press in. It's kind of just a flat surface. So you really I don't know if this. you're, so you really don't know if you're pressing keys, which I really hate. And me being in like a tech major, technically in, in college, and you yeah. had to program and stuff like that. Like I need to be able to know, like if I'm typing, like I know, like if things show up on the screen, but I need like the physical touch of me pressing a button in. So, but yeah, dude, I had a, um, and I miss it honestly. When I was a, so like I'm using the keyboard that comes with the iMac Pro, which is just like a standard MacBook keyboard. Yeah. Um, and it's matte black and like, cause I'm used to Apple stuff being silver and like this whole thing is murdered out. Like, like I got like a black mouse, like it's fucking cool. Oh, I like, like everything. I like everything to be black if I can, except for my speakers, which are white, um, <laughs> for some contrast, but I like, like, I like neutral colors, black, white, gray. Um, yeah. anyway, so when I was a windows guy, cause when I graduated college, um, I needed a new computer and I didn't have a ton of money. So I bought the best windows computer that I could, which is like a gaming computer, which would do what I needed it to do relatively well. Um, I, I went back to Mac for obvious reasons. It's better for my, it's better for creative types in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but while I had this computer, I had like the old school, like, like the keys are like this high and you feel like the gink, 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 yep. gink, gink. Yeah, they're the like, best. It's the best. Oh, it's so satisfying to just like. Yeah, my mom, that's what my mom says. My mom's an IT director and she she has like her specific like keyboard she likes. Like she can't like type without those. Like you can hear her. Like she, she has her office right now due to like coronavirus in the other room. And yeah. you can sometimes hear her just hammering away at the keys and I'm like. Yeah, it's like a satisfying feeling, but you don't really know how to describe it. Like, it seems like really, it's an awkward satisfaction. And there's a lot of these in the world that people have that are awkwardly satisfying. Dude, this is it right here. Do you see how that arches? Yeah. So, like, the way that I hold my mouse is, like, you can't really see it, but I, like, I'm someone who holds my mouse like a claw. Oh. Um, and this versus, like, so this actually bends, but, like, this is how a standard iMac mouse looks. Yeah, and then if you bend it, like it gives me that like because this is a window. This is some. Oh, it gives you that claw feeling. Yeah, so I can like because I use my mouse for everything. So I like I hand draw stuff um, on my iPad, or I use this to kind of get in there and like add some texture to label file or logos and shit. Um, and man, like when you find your niche in terms of like what feels really good in your workspace, and everyone has that thing that makes them comfortable. Um, I'd like crafted my little desk area and when you come stay with me you'll see it like the speakers are there i have like my happy light in the corner um you know that you know those are this is the sun this is okay this is the sunlight right yeah it's, it's like okay the sunlight. we were we were talking about this on the other episode um, yeah because we were, we were talking about nootropics and we were talking about like things that could help with getting in maybe vitamin d and i was like and i mentioned yeah, to my like, buddy and i was like you ever tried one of these sunlights? Like, I don't have one personally, but I've been so intrigued. You there, buddy? Me?
are moved out when you're in college because you're living at another location 75 percent of the year exactly right. that's why i say i'm like that's my home like people ask where home is during the past four years i'm like it's school i'm like yeah that's where you live man you're there most of the time like dude when i was at um like that's where i called my like that's where i live like i stayed with my mom during the holidays um and on the summers obviously but i actually did this summer i know you too um but for the because i just i love i love college um but yeah <laughs> It was definitely like, it's super weird. Like, cause I went right from graduating to like having it in my own apartment. And then very soon after me and my roommate didn't get along. So I moved in with Andrea, um, who I live with now. Um, and like, it's super weird. Like, be, like, cause I'm only two years out from being graduated. So being I know. like, that's why I don't realize it's like, you're all, you're like only two years older than me. Like a lot of like people would look at this right now, since we're on YouTube, people could see us and you look, I look like, like a grown like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. When I first, when I first talked to you, I thought you were like Mark's age. So I thought you were like 30. Um, Mark's only five years older than me. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's like typical. I would technically say once you're out of college, age doesn't matter with like a lot of like when you when you get older and older like relationships and everything really blows out the window. after age 25 because that's when you can legally rent a car yeah it doesn't matter anymore like they don't care the only thing that makes a difference is like obviously like if you're like built like having had built credit when you were younger like that's the smart thing to do yeah um but you know, luckily luckily right. i did luckily i started yeah, using smart. a credit card in college and i didn't let it get away <laughs> yeah see i didn't i didn't have a line of credit until i graduated until i was 25 oh. um so yeah like mm. zero lines of credit until then i just i didn't realize that you needed to do that and like my mom had like a really like rough financial history with like debts and stuff and i was like i don't want that so i just never signed up for a credit card <laughs> um so, but like, I didn't realize that you needed it to buy the things that you want. So now I'm like trying like rapidly to build my credit. Um, You'll get there though. Yeah. You're I doing. mean, it's not, it's not bad. I just started from scratch. Like, you know, yeah. what it is. you know, it's only the years. Once you get past like a year and a half, I feel like nothing really affects it. Like truly be honest, yeah. but, uh, but college brings up a good point and that's where a lot of shit went down the past four years. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, dude, I had mental breakdown upon mental. Dude, I took. I don't know if I, since we're talking about mental health, kind of. Dude, I took almost a year and a half off college. Oh shit! Did you? Uh, yeah, dude. So my depression was. So when my grandma got diagnosed with cancer, um, my depression took like a really dark turn. Oh, um, so did mine. So did mine. Really? Oh yeah. wow. Mine, mine. Had, yeah, I want you to go into yours, and I'll touch on mine. Oh. Okay. Yeah, please, dude. Um, but so mine got diagnosed with cancer. It was like her third bout with cancer, but this time they let us know that she might not make it. Mm. Um, so I was driving home when she was undergoing chemo, like twice a week from Athens to Youngstown, which is like a four hour drive. Yeah. Um, so I was driving like 16 hours a week to see my grandma, like twice a week, my grades were failing. Um, like, like luckily the university like recognized that and they expunged that from my record. But wow. like I was, I wasn't paying attention in school. I was only like I, every, every minute spent back at Athens was coordinating my next trip to go make sure my grandma was cool. Yep. Um, to which I then decided that I needed to take 
well, my family actually decided for me. They're like, hey, you should probably take some time off until this is sorted. So I did. I took a year off, um, well, a semester and three semesters off. Um, and I was able to take care of her while she was passing. Um, and they gave her six months. So I thought it was only gonna be like a semester or two. Um, that old broad kicked it for like two and a half years. Like I had to go back to college before she actually passed away. Okay. Um, that's how, that's how much longer dude. they gave her six months. She lived two and a half years after that. It was insane. Yeah. And you were um, just like, what? And you were kind of just like looking around like, what the heck is going yeah, on? <laughs> after like the year and a half mark, I was starting to like, um, I was like, all right, like you're not dying. So that's good. I think I can go back. So like, it's like the weatherman predicting that there's going to be snow and it turns out to be like a sunny day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So dude, well, what happened with your grandma? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, so mine went through the same. Um, so I guess to kind of give the backstory, well, everybody already knows if you listen to the episode, but if you guys are newer to the podcast, uh, first off, thank you for listening. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, when, when I, so I had the suicide attempt when I was 17. So that was my junior year, January of my junior year of high school. In like May, I want to say it was right after my prom, right after my junior prom. Um, my grandma got like a cut on her leg and my mom, and we live like five minutes away from where my grandma lived. Mm-hmm. And my mom went over to check it out and it was really, really bad. So my mom took her, it was like the next day after prom or something like that. Next day they took her to a hospital and she ended up getting like, like diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Um, She smoked heavily throughout her years. So she got diagnosed with that. So not only did I just go through the suicide attempt in January, five months later, my grandma gets diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And then- the day before the day it was kind of like my summer would always be going over there more often. And as, as she was getting worse, it was, I was going over there more and more a little bit. And, uh, the day before my senior year started, uh, she passed away. I was like sleeping at, I was sleeping in this bed napping because I went home because my parents told me to go home because I think they knew like my mom knew like that Mm -hmm. day because my mom was like basically her caregiver for those four months. Yeah. Uh, dude, That's how it was when my grandma passed. Cause I was, I was like me and my little brother were her caregivers. Um, because my grandpa was, he was 82. He he, he wasn't going to, he, he couldn't get, this was a woman who who insisted on sleeping in her own bed instead of the hospital bed like that hospice provided. So me and my little brother would carry her up the stairs so that she could sleep in her own bed. Oh, mine would always um, sleep, mine would always sleep on the uh, on her little rocking chair in her living room. I have a funny memory. Yeah. One time I slept over her place and I and she always kept the TV on real loud. And um, one time she I went to go turn down the TV. And she like, she was asleep. She was, she was knocked, she was knocked out. I went to turn down the TV. She like, her hand like went and like banged right onto mine as I was touching the remote. I was like, okay. I was like, grandma. I was like, nope. Um, so, but no, I remember being woken up and going through that. And it was, it was really rough. To kind of know, I went back over, but my mom, but I think like you knew 
Like there was that one day where you knew it was going to happen. Like, did you have that day where you knew? Well, they kind of, um, (laughs) they had all of us run into the hospital. Mm. Um, like we'll say it's like week one. Um, and they're like, she's going to die today. And we all say our goodbyes. Everyone's crying. She's still alive. Next day. She has a heart attack. And at this point, like we've already decided that, you know, we're going to let nature run its course. Like she, we don't want her to suffer anymore. Like they don't do anything to fix the heart attack. (laughs) Like they don't put a stint in nothing. Um, They're just like, all right, this is what's going to take her. This is what's going to take her. Two weeks pass. And as you know, if you have a heart attack, like, and they don't stop it, you're just continually in a state of, like, your heart being, like, fucked, I guess. So she had a two-week-long heart attack and still didn't die, and then she finally passed. So, like, we knew, but, like, we had two weeks still. It was super weird. Now, with my mom, we had no idea. Yeah, that was uh, was just two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, her and I got lunch on Sunday. Um, I took her to uh, I took her to lunch up in Cleveland, like because I just got the new car. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to show it off to my mom, obviously. Um, and I was like, oh, like, like let me pick you up. I'll take you to lunch. Um, and she got all excited. And I was like, perfect. Cause I I didn't, I don't get to see, I didn't get to see her as much as I usually did because her and her boyfriend like travel all the time and had fun. Um, and I work all the time, so. Um, so I got to take her to lunch and then I get a call to that following Tuesday morning that she had the heart attack. And then she was in and out of ICU Tuesday through Thursday. And then Friday she passed away. Yeah. That was, um, that was the day we were supposed to record, right? That was like that. That was really that day. Yeah. And I was um, like, Hey, I hope you don't mind. And you're like, um, it's fine. And I was like, thank you. I was like, I understand we made a commitment. And if you want me to record, I was yeah. like, I just don't know if I'm going to be at the best. <laughs> like, so one I mean, thing, Okay, I was a wreck for like two weeks after that. I mean, like I just started getting better, like probably six or seven days ago. Yeah. Cause we, um, cause we initially, cause a lot of people, if you guys have followed the podcast, me and Nick actually recorded an episode about like two, what was it? Two weeks ago, actually. Yeah. It was like the week it was actually no, it, it was like, like three weeks since the funeral. So it was like the week after the funeral, I was cool to record. Yeah. Um, and now, like, I'm, I'm just now to that point where, like, productivity is back. My drive for the gym is kind of coming back. Um, you know, my mood is getting a little bit better. Um, I'm not randomly crying in public anymore. So that's probably <laughs> the thing. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, because, like, that was, and for anyone who doesn't know me personally, like, my dad passed away when I was four um, as well. So, like, I've just been having like a really tough time with like that whole, I don't have parents thing, um, which at 25 is still like a pretty young age to not have like a parent at all. Yeah. Like most people still have one. Um, so, but again, I was blessed with two great parents who just passed sooner than they should have. Instead of like, I know plenty of people who still have both parents alive and their parents just suck. Yeah. Um, like, so I, I was very lucky to have the time that I did with them and that's kind of how I, perspectivize things um is that i had a very i had a great childhood i had a you know um my mom did everything for me so um i just like i always look at it as a way to be more positive um or i've been trying to look at it as a way to transition it to a way to be more positive just that like i had all these great memories that i get to 
you know, live with for the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, that's kind of been how I've been able to wrap my head around, you know, the loss of, you know, three, including my grandma, because uh, she passed just a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, in like a very short period of time. Um, and it's made me feel better, um, oddly, because like I don't get a whole lot of like, and I, we should not, absolutely not delve into this road, down this road, but like a lot of people get a lot of sympathy or a lot of like, they feel better when like someone says, oh, they're in a better place. To me, I'm like, but you can't prove it. So <laughs> like, that doesn't make me feel any better. Um, like when, whether or not like whoever has beliefs of their own, that's fine. I just like, there's no analytical data to prove that my mom went to heaven. So like, <laughs> so I like, that doesn't make yeah, me feel better. You don't, yeah. Um, um, I John, hope that's you, the case. Yeah. Now, now but, I remember, so when my grandma passed, I was kind of like, okay with it and like school mm. was kind of a very big distractor for it yeah so you need the distractors like it was so like that first week was still kind of rough like that first day like the next day going into school was kind of rough uh i wouldn't have gone you know i went let's just say i didn't miss any school from like sixth grade to like high school i never missed a oh. day of school uh you uh, like a perfect attendance thing and like, i have like one of those tendencies like i'm like i was that kid that would uh did you get an award for it no i didn't get the award for that, it dude someone in our school got an award for it they didn't miss a day from first grade to high school um like, i from first grade to senior year yeah, no, I uh, I would be that kid that would always make my mom make appointments for like the middle of the day, so I could just take a half day, so I could still be accounted for for attendance, um, <laughs> um, because it made it easier to like get schoolwork done if you miss stuff. They have more of a reason why. Um, but I remember that first week, you know, I kind of stifled all emotion, and I don't Absolutely. know how you, I don't know how you kind of handled some of the things, especially with maybe your mom passing. Um, but this actually took more of a mental health hold than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you real quick what I did. I cried for like three days straight and I slept for a week and a half. See, I didn't cry. See, that's the thing. So until her, she got cremated. So she didn't have like full viewing. Um, yeah, so did my mom. So like we had like the ceremony and everything. And it wasn't until that ceremony that I actually, that I actually shed tears like I was like the strong one of the family. Yeah, I didn't cry at her funeral at all. It was before it was while she was passing that week leading up until the funeral. Yeah. And then the week after I cried. But like the actual day of the funeral, like dude, I just couldn't cry. Like I wasn't yeah. sad on the funeral day. I um, didn't cry I didn't cry until that moment, until like the end of the until the end of the ceremony, until the end of the funeral type thing. I was like, no, I like it was really difficult. Like it was really difficult for me then to handle it like everybody else seemed fine and then i was just like bawling out in tears like a prayer because everybody else got their tears out like a week ago and then i'm like yeah sitting there and i was like actually like bawling my eyes out like never really understood the importance of my grandma until she actually passed because like she lived so close to us so it was like it's hard yeah it was yeah, dude, like, what, what, dude, what made me cry more than anything is, um, you don't know, uh, my friend, Mike, his name is Mike Georgie. Um, he's one of Mark's clients also. He introduced himself yeah. in the Facebook group. Yeah. But, he um, introduced himself in the Facebook group. Yeah. 
but but so like him and Mark are like those are like my two best friends. Like okay, you know, um, and they both showed up to my mom. Mike stayed with me. He rode with me down to like help me with like everything pre-funeral and stayed with me the whole funeral. Um, and Mark came down on his birthday, yeah, Healy, to the funeral. And like that, the thought about thinking of like those three people being there that we're just like I'm very close with. Oh, dude, that brought me to tears just to have people that care about me to that extent. Like I was crying later that night because of like the amount of love that was shown, like not out of sadness, but out of happiness that like I have those people that I can count on, um, which I think are important. Um, like to know that you have those kinds of friends that, that can, um, that you can really lean on. Yeah. I think it's just huge. You know, I think the hardest part, so I'm going to refer this back and I think you talked about leaning on people and Mm -hmm. If a lot of people haven't been listening so far, we're we're we wanted this episode to be more about mental health, and we're going to dive still a little bit more into it. Um, we could make this into like a whole. This could be like a whole three hour long form conversation if we totally talked about it for that long. If um, you gave you and I the ability, dude, like you and I can talk for hours, and like it's just exactly organic conversation, um, especially because we don't know a ton about each other yet. Um, actually, you know more about me than most people because of just our conversations, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, so it's really funny. So the first time I came out about talking about like my suicide, you know, it was really funny. No one from high school texted me unless it was the people that knew me in a way, but none of my friends texted me saying they didn't know none of my like no one I was kind of close with in high school really in I'm trying to figure out the words because it brings back a lot of things. Um, but I understand you, but no one, it was really weird that the people apologizing were the people that did nothing wrong. Like that's kind of like the thing I kind of noticed out of it. It was like, like people were DMing me when I came out with my story on Instagram and I was like, wow, it's so awesome to see this much support. Like, think that post like i'm not gonna mention like it got like 1200 views or something like that like i was like oh shit i was like this many people read my story like that's crazy but i know i know out of how many of those people read it were people that i went to high school with and i bet you i offended some of their feelings and good um did you, did you call them out for not saying shit i i think i realized through the moments like through things i described in the post they definitely know who I was talking about, like who did what things and stuff. Yeah. Um, Dude, you and, find out who your friends are really fucking quick when you need them. Yeah. Really fucking quick. And I realized I don't have any friends from my hometown. Like that's why I don't like being like, it's a whole mental case to be in this room and be in this neighborhood is because I'm not besides like my sister and her husband and like my other sister and like all their friends, like I'm closer with them than I am with anybody my age. Yeah, um, of course. But it was really interesting to see who had my, like who actually came to talk to me after I did that post and stuff like that. And it was no one. But I also hid that for so many years. Like I hid it for almost five years. I never talked about it with anybody. Like never yeah. until this year. Um, I mean, dude, that's kind of. I mean, I don't want to say that's kind of the same thing that, like, the only people that know about m- me um, 
I've talked about, I mean, I guess whoever's listening is going to know like people like my suicide attempt as well. The only people that really know are like the, the people that I've mentioned on this podcast, um, Andrea, uh, Mark, Mike, Ben, I think knows. Um, but yeah, dude, unrelated. Um, and just something like super huge to like that I need to bring up and to tell people about like I'm full time with, with Ben for the most part. Um, as a contractor technically, but, um, dude, when my mom passed away, like dude wouldn't let me work. He gave me as much time as I possibly needed to get in the right headspace and to be okay to work again. And like for, for the owner of a huge company to be so understanding about, uh, about something like that, dude, I could not be more proud to work where I work because of that. Um, and Ben has put a huge emphasis on my mental health. Um, and of the mental health of those around him too. And he just cares and he understands, um, like just a great all around dude, um, who I could not speak more highly of, honestly. Um, yep. so I mean, I mean, I don't think there's one person on the face of this earth that can disagree that Ben is fantastic. <laughs> that is true. I mean, some of his competitors might say it, but I mean, other than that, <laughs> other than that, um, I honestly, the fact that we were, we were discussing this before we went live, or I guess technically, actually, I think we went live when we started talking about it, when I said, hey, you sneak it on me. When Ben, when Ben brought up going to YouTube, like that was like, Ben gave me advice. Like after we dropped the episode, like, I remember he, like the other day he asked me, he was like, do you have a video like format for me? And I had to like, I had to go back. I had to like hurry up from my walk home. Like I do a morning walk. I'd hurry up my walk, get home, mm-hmm. upload my video to iMovie edit it real quick so i had a clip and then send it to him because i was like i gotta make this happen um but yeah no you do realize who's who real quick when you go through something Mm. like that and oh yeah dude i think i think it actually took and i don't know if you want to get into your what happened with your attempt um you know i would love i'll dude i'll 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 share the gory details man but I i remember i remember going through it and then when i was done it it wasn't like I went to like a psych ward or anything. Like no one knew. No one knew about mine either. My dude, mine was as simple as my door was closed. Um, and my mom opened the door and right as she opened the door, I went from gun in mouth to gun tucked in couch. I just started crying. I think she knew she never said anything about it. Um, I was like, mom, I was like, uh, I just started crying and she said, it's going to be okay. Um, I was, no one knew. I actually, like I said this, like I went through it and right before I was going to go through it, like something told me not to. Good. Um, Which is funny that you brought up like beliefs earlier. Like, I don't know what it was, but something told me not to. And for some reason I just didn't. And I did what, and it went through something very similar to you. I just laid down, happened right here. Literally Mm. not even two feet away. Um, and I just laid there and like cried the whole night. I don't think I slept that whole night. Um, but you know, yeah. And the next sure. day, and it was really weird. Cause the next day was like back to back to school, back to normal. No one knew. I never talked about it. never touched on it, but it was, it, I think that took more of a mental toll, not telling anybody. Oh, uh, dude, it was. Yeah. I don't even remember when I told people, um, but I know that my, fr- like the people closest to me knew I was fucked up. 
like from like how I was because you'll know because you've already gotten like a phone call but like the people who I'm really close with like they'll get phone calls periodically like throughout the course of the week um and like they'll they'll be able to tell like if something's wrong or if I need to talk um or I'll talk to Andrea um which is huge but um like for instance, I know that Mike and like Mark knew because Mark was essentially coaching me at that point. Um, and cause so basically what happened was this is all in like a very short period of time. Yeah. So my grandma passed two days later, my ex-girlfriend's mom passed okay. and she started like drinking heavily and then she broke up with me going into the peak week for North Americans. Yeah. I pushed through that week, competed, did well. And then on that drive home was when I decided and I stopped to get lunch with my mentor um, on the way home, like the day after the show, um, went home, made that choice. And then my mom just miraculously came out with the right time. Um, or else I probably wouldn't be here. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and that's like the one thing is that like, even since then, like there's something that's going on with me personally right now that I can't even, I don't want to discuss if that's okay. Yeah, um, no, no. that like that thought you'd like, I'm sure you know it too. When shit starts to get bad, that thought will like creep up right back here. Like that that's an option and you have to kind of like force that shit away. Um, or yeah. talk to someone about it or else it doesn't go away. Like that thought can, like what I let happen was I didn't tell anyone that I was feeling this way. And I let that thought get bigger and bigger and bigger until, until it could, until that thought could be acted upon what I should have done. And what it's what I, what I do now is I'll call people. Um, I talk to them. So if you get a phone call from me, or if you talk to me on the phone, even if it doesn't seem like it's about something important, like I, it, it'll be because I need to talk. You yeah, we, I mean? we did. We did talk about it. I don't even know what the fuck we talked about. To truly be honest, no, um, exactly. No, but, and like sometimes you just need to know that people have your best interests in mind. Um, I think like, and you you don't have to share like what's going on with your friends, but like to let them know that you're be like, hey, like you know, I'm not really cool discussing the details, but like I'm going through some shit. Um, yeah, that's and, what and that's, obviously. Yeah, keep going. And if it's serious, I would say obviously like please reach out to like a healthcare professional. Like we should probably state that is like don't like don't fight through like yeah, don't like, do what we did. Do not do Yeah, do not do what we did. Because you see how um, it almost ended for us, because it's that's the one thing well, I stress. It's like two people coincidentally didn't go through it, which is cool. But like to think that you're gonna have like a moment of like, oh, maybe my mom will come in the room and stop me. Like that doesn't happen for everyone and a lot of people and their lives. Um, hoping that that's what was going to happen and it never does. Um, I just got very lucky. You got very lucky. Um, so with that being said, you know, if you are having those things, you talking to someone, having a, having a counselor or a therapist helps a ton. Um, I see both uh, a psychiatrist and a psychologist um, because like my anxiety and stuff is bad. So I get uh, medicated for that. Um, but the end goal for me is to be off all prescription drugs at some point, but for the time being, you know, it's relatively recent. So I'm still stabilizing, um, from the trauma. And obviously like I was to that point to have that talk with my doctor about like a month ago that I wanted to start like tapering down. 
um, my medications and then my mom died. And then it was like, well, now's probably not the time to change your, yeah. change what's keeping you even keeled. Um, yeah, I, so. I kind of I kind of relate to you with the phone. It might not be a phone call because I always, you know, what? I'm actually always nervous to talk to people kind of like that. Really? Like, yeah, like that's one thing like. Well, it was actually really interesting because I'll share kind of my perspective over you actually calling. Um, sure. This is really interesting because well, like I kind of mentioned. Can I tell you how that phone call started too, by the way, before you go? Yes. <laughs> Me, Thomas, John. I know, and Mark. And we're Mark. all there. <laughs> Dude, we, we were all sitting there and like your name came up. Like someone said something like, oh, spotted or Spada, by the way. Right? Yeah. 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 Because they said Spada, I said Spada, but we argued about it for a second. But um, <laughs> we're like, uh, he just like messaged, he was like Thomas, and he just messaged us. I was like, oh, I love that kid. And everyone at the pool, like simultaneously was, was like, yeah, like, <laughs> we love that dude. <laughs> um, so I was like, fuck it, like, let's call him real quick because we're all together. Um, and we did. And then, you know, you and I got on the phone a little bit later, but you just had to know that like literally everyone in that pool was like, yes, <laughs> like, we love yeah, this dude. There's a... You know, I never, and I don't want to start crying because I'm going to start crying. Um, you know, when you, it meant a lot when you, if I guess people don't know this because it's kind of just a personal conversation between you and I, but you sure. invited me out to the Arnold next year. Um, yeah. It actually meant more and getting that call meant a lot because, man. Oh, dude, it's all right, man. Go I never had, like I mentioned before, I never really had people that really cared. Um, Absolutely. And I never had people that would invite me. That would, that wanted to be, that that was friends with me so well. Actually, it's I'm, it's really funny because me and Nick talk about, we talked about a total of like, like maybe on like a handful of times. Um, well, verbally, yeah, but we talk almost yeah, every day. But we talk almost every day in some sort of capacity. Yeah. Um, and I never had people who cared that much and to kind of hear that when you, when you, when you gave me that voice message, the voicemail that you left that you all four were there, I was kind of just like, I kind of like, kind of just shed a tear. Cause I was like, I never really had people that had my back or had my best interest in their minds too, or would do something like that where they would invite me somewhere because I was okay. never that kid who, would get invited to places like I was always that kid that stayed home like this was my this was my party for high school yeah it was this room um so uh I mean I just never had I never had anybody that really cared that much and it's been I, I can list five people off the off the my hand right now that care that much about you so I know, you know and I mean? it's been it's been very you know it's been overwhelming a little bit too on me just a little just a little bit because i'll say this like as i'm growing and it might mm. not seem like i'm growing like like mentally and physically like i'm growing an extraordinary amount of marks and mark seeing it firsthand and a lot of people are seeing it firsthand um who whoever's close to me whoever i keep in touch with mo i mean i keep in touch with a lot of the teammates um, they're sure, kind of like, they're my mental outlets. Like you guys are all like, whoever's listening to this, if you guys are listening to this, like, you know who you are, who I talk to on a daily basis. Like we just chat, we share, we basically just share food pics and then just share how our gym days go, like how our gym sessions go and stuff like that. But Isn't it's like, so having, important though? yeah, like having those tiny conversations, like keep me in the right space to do this. 
Like, it's really funny. Like, and doing this, it's like, it's overwhelming to see how fast things are growing for me. And I don't want it to go. And the best part is it hasn't gone too fast. Because if I, because I've had plenty of people on here who have massive accounts. And if my, if my, like, if anything like blew up right away, like, Mm. like say I went from like what I have now, like 800 followers to like 5,000, like that would be really overwhelming for me to kind of have that reach. But it's not even about that anymore. It's more about the people who I'm talking to now, like Mark, like John, like you, like Tom, like me and Tom talk daily, me and Mark, like anytime I send a message to someone, your phone calls are like my Instagram message to somebody. Ah, uh, I see. So it's like, that's what I was little... trying to get, like, that's what I was trying to get out. Like, it's kind of like, that's like my little kind of get out of like my stress zone. Um, because I always seem to be worried and I mean, overwhelmed about the future, like looking at where things could possibly go. I get really nervous about that because I never been in position where I feel I've been of success and I'm Mm -hmm. starting to be surrounded by it. I'm starting to see more of it. Like I'm slowly chipping away. Yeah. It's like you people mm -hmm. are like grounding me back and it's like been incredible because I started the quarantine in such a bad place, but then I swear coming to this team has meant a lot more because of the place that, I now have transcended to. Absolutely, dude. No, and like that's kind of like something that like it's it's a lot it's a lot deeper than bodybuilding. What you get out of bodybuilding to some degree, um, and dude, like I was kind of the opposite where I let like quarantine like take me from a really good place, and then a bunch of bad shit happened. Yeah, that's what mine, that's how mine start. Like mine went from really good to really fucking bad real quick. Yeah. Well, uh, dude, I did. I guess like I found out that I'm just not as hardcore as I thought I was because I didn't want to do air squats in my house. But like, I just didn't want to do that. Like, it, like honestly, not being able to go to the gym really played a big toll in my mental health because I wasn't, because if you think about it, quarantine started the week or two after the Arnold, right? Yeah. It like started like, yeah, because Arnold got canceled. So, so during Arnold week, I didn't train. I was working 20 hour days during Arnold. Week. Yeah. You were recording. Yeah. We went over this last Everyone. podcast. You were recording yeah, everything. Oh dude. I was, I was an idiot, dude. I didn't get any rest. And, and dude, every time you're smart idiot. Comes, I would say you're smart idiot. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> I just didn't like, I just worked my ass off. Um, I was one of those guys and then it went from, so I didn't train like the week leading up into the Arnold cause I was prepping. Then the following week I didn't train cause I was working all the week. And then it went to quarantine. So I think I got like three workouts in prior to quarantine. And then all of a sudden, like, I just couldn't, um, and that like destroyed me mentally. And I'm still having trouble getting back there because I lost some size. I mean, I lost like 20 pounds, um, which should come back relatively quickly. But like I said, I haven't, like this is the first week that I'm kind of taking my nutrition back to serious and taking my training a little more seriously. And probably feels great, um, right? Um, yeah. So today, um, I like because I ate kind of like a normal person on the weekend because like <laughs> I I just ate normally, like whatever, like I intuitively, ate, I guess. Yeah. So I'm kind of giving myself a fasted day today to clean out like the pizza and ice cream that I have, and <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know I just really wanted pizza, so I had it, 
Um, cause like, <laughs> like before I, we'll do, cause like with Mark though, I take things seriously and I know that I'm not going to get a free meal for like six more weeks, probably. Um, at least you so, get one. <laughs> what I, no, I'm saying like, I probably won't be allotted one for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to meet what I want this weekend yep. and then, and then kind of get to it on Monday. And then I gave myself today to, um, to fast that bloat and that digestive stress out. Um, Austin kind of taught me that, 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 that fast a day is a really good, um, oh, well, he, well, he's eating a ridiculous, he, he eats a ridiculous, I had him on the show. He eats a ridiculous yeah. amount of food. So I think he needs that day is probably a blessing for that guy. <laughs> exactly. Whereas I took it more so as like, uh, let's let my GI tract calm down. Yeah. Um, and then let's kind of start fresh on Tuesday when I start training. Um, could I train, I think five days a week. Bryce Calvin, I don't know if you know who that is. I had him do my yeah. training protocol. Yep. Um, and I forget if he has been on four. I think it's five days a week, actually. Push, pull. No, it's six days, actually. It's push, pull, legs, push, pull, legs. Oh, God. Um, it's They're great. They're fantastic training sessions. Oh, yeah. Um, he's awesome. He, he I want to get him on the show, actually, because I heard, he's, I heard he's awesome. Um, when it comes to training specifically, he I heard is he's amazing. He's, he's incredible. Um Again, like there's a lot of people who I really like in the industry and only a few people who I've worked with and who I would like trust myself with. And Bryce is one of those people. Yeah. Um, especially because he was a friend. So I was comfortable explaining like, hey, yeah. I thought I saw you. Like, I thought I saw you in his story the other day filming some content for him. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. So I'm helping him with content too. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if you saw, I just did his logo, um, which would just, he just released. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That actually looked pretty sick which haha funny funny what me and nick are going to be doing pretty pretty soon um yes but uh but yeah no i understand so it's like the importance of having people around and you know what kept me really sane was this i lost myself with school school kind of took a backseat because it got a hundred times easier having all your notes for exams and stuff it just what mm. it was kind of just graduate and move on now at that point. Mm. Um, Did you officially graduate by the way? Yeah. In May. Oh, you graduated. In, so are you waiting? To, what are you waiting to do? Are you so, still waiting for a job? So yeah, so I'm moving. So I start full time with the company I worked for in DC uh, nice. on the 24th of August. So I, nice. so I basically have a month. So I have a month of like stress-free pack on as much muscle as possible because i know i could keep my stress levels low i can eat what i want to eat i can cook when i want to cook um but you know i'm happy where i am uh, are you moving to dc i'm moving outside of it so i'm moving to somewhere it's called like alexandria so it's about okay. 20 minutes it's about 20 minutes outside of there um they have like the sickest gym on the that would put you actually closer to us than penn state right it's In ohio I don't know, cause cause it is really funny, cause anyway, cause for Virginia, from Virginia to Penn State is the same distance from my home in PA to Penn State, so so it's so I don't know. I mean, it's not a huge if it factor, would, then if you come home, I would, mom and dad or whatever. No, I would just take the train back up, which is pretty easy. Nice. Um, and there's an airport on the metro that you can get from to take a domestic flight so it's not even oh. that bad anyway yeah, I was gonna say, dude, that's what i'm saying when i come out to columbus it's gonna be an airport trip just right up it's gonna be airport to columbus it's gonna be pretty I'm, easy i'm sure a flight probably won't be more than 150 200 bucks for that little flight too yeah no 
Um, especially but, not, I mean, shit, dude, if, if this continues with the virus, I mean, flights could be fucked for a while. So you may, it may be like ideal time to travel if you're willing to risk it. Yeah. Um, we can, we can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, dude, um, you really do need to come, like, you do really need to come out when you when it's like, like available to you. Um, yeah. I'm, to. I'm hoping probably after the first like three months, probably working, that's probably like my mom was kind of telling me that's probably like the probationary period. So then I'll get like my benefits, my off time. Like after that, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. But uh, Absolutely. yeah, I will be out there as soon as I can to truly be honest. I was thinking about trying in the next month. I was really hoping this whole shit would have been done before August. So I could have, um, yeah. but I still got to plan a whole move to, to Virginia, which yeah. I don't know when I'm going to do because of this virus, because I'm starting remote. So mm. I'm going to be chilling here, doing nothing but work. Um, but no, this thing, get back to my point. This thing really saved me. This good. I scheduled, I went from doing it twice a week. I think when I was in school, I could only hand, I really could only handle doing like two, two recordings a week because I was trying to have a life, balance that with my fitness, balance it with a lot of other things such as oh, studying yeah. um, and trying I mean, to just live the last, live the last semester up kind of. Dude, it's hard to be social and to get good grades. Well, I worked in a bar, so it wasn't too hard. So like I had a job where socializing was kind of like the key to everything. Yeah, make that, so make that money. <laughs> yeah, so I, I worked in like an upscale, like in a more upscale restaurant kind of a place uh, when I was in college. So like I would work from like five to 11 and then I would use all my tip money to get shit faced um, <laughs> because I was just irresponsible. Um, uh, we did that. We did that on Sunday when, when the bar, when our bar wasn't open. We would go to other uh, bars and then get shit faced. Um, no, that's the old me though. Um, yeah, same. Um, from, I, do, I haven't had an alcoholic drink in almost four years. I haven't had four. one. I had one for my graduation, but other Hopefully than that, so. but other than that, oh uh, no 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 no! I blacked out when I graduated, so it's been two years, not four years. I apologize. Um, <laughs> this will be another episode. We're going to get you back on and do another episode about this because I think this is important, but I haven't had a drink in since, since then. So the first week of May, so it's been like two and a half months or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, I didn't have a drink since like January. Nice. So I, I don't, bo- I don't like alcohol. Um, I, think I have a problem with it. Same. I can't stop drinking once I start is my issue. Yeah, I like, I hit yeah. my I hit my anxiety. I had a ton of anxiety that I hid through the drinking. That's a whole another episode that we get into. Oh, um, but you know, I went from so back to my point. I went from recording twice a week to I was booking sessions left and right. Like you, yeah, like you probably have seen it. Like it's like I feel like I'm booking nonstop. Like I to get the listeners. I mean, you guys. When this is recorded, you guys won't know, but like I had about, I have like 23 episodes in the bank. So this one's going to come out next Monday because I don't want to wait to get a mental health. Whenever mental health comes out, I like to get these ones out as soon as possible. These are like the special ones. Well, well, actually now I guess then you will know I do have 23 episodes. I had the next like six months worth of guest episodes in the bank, which it's, it's good to have that because then I know I'm going to see continued growth from this and it's going to be awesome exactly. because 
it's cool. It's cool to just record. Like a lot of people don't realize the power that we just went through from speaking of this and you could see it now. And now that this is going to be on YouTube, people will be able to see it. Um, you could see oh, the yeah. emotion that goes into it when you really connect with someone. Um, because me and Nick connected, like we mentioned on our last episode, we connected like right away when I sent the first he, message. So yeah, was, we started like talking. You like sent me like something very, very I, nice. I, I, I told um, you if dope, you have dope work. Like you like your well, work, you, yeah. like your work that you do is pretty sick. Cause I see, cause how, you know, Mark shot you out on all his content and says camera by. Yeah. Well, dude, that's like the funny thing though, is like when you like, at that point though, I had already heard the podcast a few times and like, I had already heard about you through a few friends. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. So I kind of know who this is. And I, I think I was with Ben when you messaged me, I was like, you, I was like, so I'm talking to this dude yeah, yeah. Like, on his podcast. And he's like, dude, you should. He goes, I was just on it. I was like, I was like, cool, man. Um, well, because like, I also do my best to act as like, like, in the best interest of like those who I work for. So like, I always make sure that it wouldn't be like a conflict of interest to go on and claim to be what I am for a company. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like for instance, like I've worked for clients who do not want me to announce like that I work for them. Um, which is fine. Which is okay. Um, yeah. Like they're like, yeah, like, you know, I, it's essentially like a, uh, not an NDA where you, where I can't use that work for myself or for my own promotional purposes, which is fine. I guess. Um, whereas Ben doesn't really mind what I do because I just promote the company as much as best I can. Yeah. Um, in, in any facilitate or in any facility I can. Um, which dude, you'll know I'll, I'll plug I plug morphogen at least twenty times a day to anyone who will <laughs> listen to me. Um, and it's not out of like, ooh, like let's like let's get some yeah, I, I don't like let's make some dollar dot like let's make bills. Like it's not it's not about that. Like people always say like you know, it's really funny because Cause we That's mentioned this the last, show. we mentioned this the last time. Cause I remember mentioning it to you. Like I don't have the biggest account and the fact that he trusted me to promote his products like that. Like it's like, mm. I have a certain level of respect for Ben and Morphogen because they gave me the opportunity. He gave me the opportunity to grow from it mm. because I'm able to have him on his guest, and then he grows from it as well because he gets the exposure from that way too. Um, so it's like, I have no problem sharing that I work for him, but I also use, but there's also a thing where a lot of people don't actually use the products that they promote, which is a, which is a problem. I, I think the difference between people who push other companies' products and people who push Morphogen products are the people who push Morphogen products are people who are like, no, this is what supplements are supposed to be like. We all use them. We pay for them. We don't expect shit for free. And our discount code that like is because we want some involvement with our favorite company. It's not like, uh, like, like I don't want to drop names, but there are people who have affiliations with companies because of the money. There are people who have affiliations because of the free stuff and that's fine. Um, but like most people who promote us do so freely. Uh, actually, almost everyone who does it, who does it, does it freely. I mean, we have people who are high, like who, whose codes get used a ton. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but, no, there was, there were some people I've had on the show that most, most of the people that I've had that is some of the big time people that he works with have been on the show. So it's like, yeah. so, um, I know what you're talking about, but cause I remember Sean oh, was on the show. 
Oh, dude, the funniest thing in the world, real quick, you'll love this, is um, so Mark didn't know Ben personally for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't like actively giving out discount codes at one point. And so I gave Ben, or I gave Mark's team my discount code to use. Um, so Ben is like, uh, and this is right when Mark started taking off. So like Ben texts me and he goes, um, he goes, Nick, you're like the third highest earner in the country in discount codes. I started laughing. I was like, I knew exactly why. But I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I was like, that's dope. But it's funny because, like, I don't, like, I was already getting free product as an employee. Um, so I was like, well, that's cool. I was like, oh, wait. And then, like, it was like, Mark. Um, I was like, we need to get Mark his own code. And Ben's like, yeah, Mark definitely needs his own code. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was surprised when he gave me my own code. Um, but, like, I mentioned to you before we were off air, um, I was kind of surprised by the amount, like it may not be huge. I was surprised by the amount of people that may have used it or how many times yeah. it was used. Um, but you know, Ben to kind of give some preface to people, Ben doesn't give out codes to anybody. We're not saying he gives out codes to everybody. Um, he gives out codes to people that he looks to who think will grow with the brand too, as well. Um, like you had the, you had to have a conversation with him at some point before you even think about like, like I had a podcast episode with him and I actually was nervous to even mention it to him because I wanted to grow with the brand. And it's something where I see where I can go and I see how much value I can add to his brand. Um, so it's kind of like, that's like where I thought, you know, I was just nervous to ask him because of that. Mm. Um, I, I just really shouldn't have been knowing Ben now. Yeah, knowing Ben now, I was like, well, all right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it just, it's an awesome, it's an awesome opportunity to have. Um, it just comes to show kind of how much work you have to put in though, because without some people, I probably wouldn't have gotten to know Ben um, without like a ton of different people coming through the podcast and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't have gotten to get Ben on the show and stuff. Um, but you know, it comes to show what you can do when you truly use social media for good. Um, and it's what I do. And honestly, I only do it. I only do it to, to try to change people's lives. Like that's why we do it. Um, so yeah, no, Ben, you're probably listening to this episode. We love you. I'm number one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't this get anything wrong. This entire podcast is just been us saying how much we love Ben. Yeah. <laughs> That's been the last like 10 minutes. Hey, Ben, we gave, you an, we gave you an extra ode. So if you want to like add like an extra like $30 to my discount code, you know you can, you know, just, <laughs> just shovel a little bit. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, I think it comes, I think this episode really helped with people because it's showing how far we've come. And yeah, I think that's what I, that's why I try to show every single episode is, you know, if I'm able to create something like this from an experience that I went through where I almost actually ended my life, it's really rewarding to just record every single day. It's why I do it. It's why I record so much because it's just rewarding to have sit down and have however long this conversation was uh, yeah. to just chat with people. Like that's the coolest thing is to just sit down and talk. 
Um, and that's the thing. And like you, again, you haven't fully seen the breadth of it yet because like, but that's how I am with my phone calls to people too, where it's like, I just don't record them. Um, because trust me, the things that like that we discussed sometimes be recorded, but, um, <laughs> like it is so important that, um, like that you have that outlet to discuss. And like, that's, you know, it just, it's really, I'm just really proud of you too, dude, for like finding your thing. Um, that makes you happy because like not a lot of people go through life and they don't really realize what makes them happy. Um, and I think you found something, dude, which is awesome. That makes me happy as your friend. Um, and as your, you know, podcast guest from time to time, knowing that like someone in like my immediate circle is, has found happiness doing what they love. Um, because not, dude, we've had this discussion, I've had this discussion with friends, um, who they don't know what they love doing yet. Um, and, and it's perfectly okay. Oh, that's absolutely. Perfect. And we're not saying you're going to find it. I've been fortunate to find it at a younger age than most. But like I mentioned before, to even start the, like, I don't know if we were on, if we were on air or not, because it feels like forever ago since we started. Yeah. Um, but it's like a lot of the people that are in the positions I want to get to, or a lot of the friends I've met through Instagram are a lot farther than I am. Um, I'm very fortunate to find kind of what I love to do at a younger age, um, which absolutely is pretty sick because like I mentioned, I mentioned to someone today with the bodybuilding too, like getting into this at like 22, you know how much Huge. time I have at 22 now to, yeah, I started like, at 16 and I still suck. So <laughs> don't worry. Um, so do I, um, it's fine, you know, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens in a few years when me and Mark oh, truly, when we truly, when, Mark fully understands all the parts of my, of like my body and understands everything. It's going to be hundred percent go time. Um, but it's pretty cool to kind of just get into things I love at this age, because now I know now I can prioritize what I truly love instead of, instead of, you know, I will try a million different things. Honestly, I will still go through life trying things because you never know what you will find next that you might love to do and add into what you already love or incorporate it somehow. That's how I got back into music. Yeah. Like, dude, I knew what I wanted to do from the time age of, like, dude, if you would ask me at age 15, what I wanted to do, it was work for a supplement company um, and be in the fitness industry. If you would have asked me at age 16 or 17, um, cause there's a little bit of an age it's, it's between ages 17 and 16 and 18 that I found out about Morphogen. I didn't realize Morphogen was a small company. Someone at the gym gave me a scoop of that pre-workout to try. And I've been a customer since I was 17. Yeah. Um, that was my dream job. I got my dream job while I was still in college. Like exactly. you've asked me, so if you'd asked me two years, like, like my senior year, I was like, oh, I mean, I'd love to be a designer and a film and a videographer for like a company like Morphogen. That's what I'm doing right now. Like that's, that was my dream. That's um, why I actually told, I actually told my parents, I would totally take a, I would totally take a pay cut to go work for like something like a supplement company to learn oh, under yeah. somebody like to just, mm -hmm. just be around those people because they know like the, like they know the whole industry and they also know like how to place yourself in the right position to succeed. Like, it's like, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like 
I would find I find the cheapest place to live, like outside of like an hour within work, and I would and I would make it happen. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping a ton of people took a lot of things away from this episode um, because we touched on a multitude of topics on this one. Um, oh yeah. Honestly, I don't even want to do the final three questions because we already had you on, so people already yeah. know kind of what to what type of personality you have. Um, yeah. We know you're going to be on here multiple times. We'll probably, Absolutely. this is going to end up being like, I got a feeling this is going to be like a weekly thing between you and I. This is going to be Probably. a talk session. You, can I be the, um, like, like the reoccurring guest from like, like the random guys that are sometimes on Joe Rogan? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're yeah. Talking about? No, you'll be like, 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 you'll be like my Joey Diaz. Exactly. I will take that all day. <laughs> I'll be Joey Diaz all day. Um, or like Burt Kreischer or, uh, yeah, any of the sober guys. You could be yeah. um you could be Brian Callen or Brandon yes. Schaub, something like that. You could be no, one of those. Guys. Tom, if I could be anyone, it would be have you seen Tom Segura? Oh, his episodes are great. Oh, well his uh, episodes he, are he's fun. He's hysterical. He's my favorite comedian, probably. Um for any, and since he didn't ask me questions, if anyone wants homework, like just watch Tom Segura. It'll make your day so much better. He's just like this big, chubby, bearded dude. Actually, he's not as chubby anymore. He lost weight. Yeah, but he's this big bearded dude who is just hysterical. Um, so that's like if I get to pick if 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 I get to pick who I am, it's Tom Segura. Like, the fact that you, you the fact did- that you label me Joe Rogan, I feel kind of like I'm like people have been saying this. I don't want to. I'm not saying we're going off air. We're going off air. I'm not talking about this one on air. Um, this that's is going it. off air because I got some stuff to to discuss. Um, but you know, um, we're gonna end it right here because. <laughs> We're gonna do some nonsense now that doesn't that always happens around like the hour thirty mark. Always yeah. happens. I've had this a few times and I'm like last time I talked to Mark for two hours, I blanked out. I think I told him and Mark even texted me when I came out with the preview. He was like, Man, I don't even remember saying that this shit. I was like, I'm riding the same boat with you, my my dude. I was like, You gotta remember I don't remember our last podcast at all. <laughs> Like not even a little bit. I don't. I. I. You know. I'm starting to. It's like conversation. The next conversation. It's like honestly, I. I piece them back together eventually, like through things that people may repeat if they come back yeah. on. But, you know, other than that, uh, I just like to have just genuine conversations that start out as nothing, and they somehow go somewhere to maybe teach someone things. But it's just a thing where yeah. I love just talking. So. If you guys did enjoy this episode, um, Nick's Instagram is tagged below. My Instagram's below. Take a screenshot of either on YouTube or on it or listening to it on one of the other platforms. Uh, put it on your Instagram story. Tag us both. Um, we'll definitely share some love back to you guys. And hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you guys are watching on YouTube, hopefully you guys enjoyed watching Half, Half Naked Me on air um, i'll show more skin next time yeah <laughs> we'll do a little nibble like, doing nibble showing <laughs> just like let me get back to the gym for like a month and like when i look normal again and i'll just be you. fully nude in the podcast yeah like, we got you <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you guys enjoyed it um like i mentioned we're gonna try to get some more youtube videos to you guys for this um because i think it's just another way you guys finally getting to see who is the kid behind the mic um, unlike the Ben episode where I was 
growing my beard out because I couldn't because sh- I didn't feel like shaving it, so I look like a homeless man. Um, I like now. But but everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and thank you, Nick, for coming on. Of course, man. Of course.